0: When you're afraid, ask me for help. Stand you
1: and well, Thank you for tuning in. This is Matt Santos of the Mile High Show. You're listening to episode 219. Uh, this is another episode where uh, Jim Sobo takes over the mics. Jim Sobo of the Howling Coyote Tour. You can find out information on the tour and on Jim at howlingcoyotetour.com. Uh, He sits down with Kenny James and Johan Glidden, two local musicians from Prescott and beyond. Uh, They've got a uh, Howling Coyote showcase coming up this Friday, the 22nd of November, at Mark's Beer Garden. Links are in the show notes, so check them out, uh, 6 to 9 p.m. over at Mark's. And this is uh, uh, Jim's monthly show at Mark's, where he features local singers and songwriters from the Prescott uh, Prescott area, Yavapai County area. And uh, he uh, also goes on tour, which has been an annual tour and now will be twice a year, including this winter's tour. So... um, You'll get a chance to see Jim and his guests, Johan Glidden and uh, and Kenny James, this Friday at Mark's Beer Garden. Then the, uh, Jim has another show, and I can't remember who is going to be on it, uh, again at Mark's uh, about mid-December to kick off his uh, his winter Howling Coyote Tour where he'll be heading over to California up and down the coast again. So check out Jim. Uh, check out his guests. He's got a great, uh, a great lineup of, uh, of friends and folks that play with him. So, go on over to Mark's. Check it out. Also, uh, we're working on a little project, taking some of the kind of the greatest hits from Jim's Howling Coyote uh, Radio Hour podcasts. We're going to put them together, a little collection uh, for you to enjoy. Look for that soon in the next couple of months. We're going to put that together and give you a chance to hear some of the music uh, in a compilation download CD. We're not sure what we're going to do with it yet, but uh, Jim and I will be working on that in the next couple of months. So, uh, so look for that, uh, links for all that, and our social media will be at uh, uh, milehighshow.com. Something I want to keep you uh, up to date on too is a new live show that we've started. It is a new mixed open mic that will be taking place each and every month starting with December 12th. It's going to be the second Thursday of every month Again, starting December 12th, we will be at Plaza Bowl in Prescott, Arizona. What's the address over there? I forget. Hold on just a second. Let me pull it up. A link for that is right on our homepage at milehighshow.com. But Plaza Bowl is at 127 Plaza Drive in Prescott, Arizona. It's up by Thumb Butte. Uh, just uh, what would that be? North, I guess. Northwest, I don't know, of... Uh, of the courthouse square in the Thumb Butte area, Plaza Bowl will be in the lounge. This is a mixed open mic, comedy, music, storytelling, poetry, whatever you want to do, whatever your talent is. Keep in mind, though, unlike most open mics around the area, and this is what's going to set us apart, I think, this is an all-ages open mic, family and radio-friendly content only. Excuse me. So come on down. December 12th. Sign-ups at 6.30. Show will start at 7. We'll run about an hour and a half or so. Anything you want to do, music, comedy, storytelling, poetry, whatever, at Plaza Bowl, December 12th. Family-friendly, radio-friendly, kind of a little talent show that we're going to be running each and every month. Plaza Bowl, 6.30 sign up. 7 p.m. show start uh, we hope to make this a, a a nice venue for artists of all ages to uh, to showcase their talent. So, come on down again, December twelfth, Plaza Bowl. Uh, listen to Jim and his guests Kenny James and Johan Glidden. See them live this Friday, the twenty second, at Mark's Beer Garden. Thanks for tuning in.
2: I could do Jim's intro for him. Yeah. I can do I can do a sobo imitation yeah. if you want. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so here we are. It's the Howling Coyote tour. It's good to be here. I'm Jim Sobo. That's <laughs> perfect. I've got it down. I'm, I'm here with, with Matt and Johan and Kenny. <laughs> It's awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's the California boy California in you, man. Boy. I grew up there, too. <laughs>
3: my skating days. All right. So I think that's an introduction. <laughs> and we're on. And we are on. This is the Helen Coyote Tour Radio Hour. Uh, my name is Jim Sobo. That was, that was Mr. Kenny James. He's part of my DNA here in, um, in Prescott for the last 20 years. One of the first people that I, that I met and a great influence of mine, great, um, oh, just foundation of, of what this town means to me musically. And we have a, another, um, we have a first timer here w- with the Halle Coyote Tour, Mr. Johan Glidden. Hello, Johan. Hey, hey. Thanks for having me <sighs> here, How now. are you today? I am doing excellent. Dang excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for coming by johan is is also like mr james very busy man and probably been had his fingers in music one way or another for how many years now would would you in your young life um uh, 17 total years of of the 22 wow yeah and kenny i would venture to say 30
2: Years? Um, to, to about eight years, eight <laughs> years
4: or
0: so. Right.
4: Kenny's only twenty-five. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. So, so you picked up the violin when you
2: were three? When I was five.
4: Five. Yeah.
3: Excellent. Okay, so uh, we have a Howling Coyote tour every single year. This year we're doing it twice. Um, we're doing both a summer tour and a winter tour. My daughter is off in college now, and I have a little bit more time on my hands, so I decided to take on another tour. Every single year for the last 14 years, uh, I've been taking local singer-songwriters up to the San Francisco Bay Area and showcasing them. And recently been spending a lot of time in both Marin County and Sonoma County, very uh, welcoming acoustic singer-songwriter musical communities, Really down earth. They've been very, uh, very good to us over the years, the radio stations there, KRSH and The Bohemian. So we'll be going back again soon, probably in next month. And we have, a, we do a show now every single month here at Mark's Beer Garden. And the next show is with Mr. Kenny James and Mr. Johan Glidden on Friday the 22nd of November at Beer Garden from 6 to 9 o'clock, so do come down and check that out. And we have both of them here for the the radio hour, and I'm very blessed and honored to have them. Um, so first I'm, I'm going to talk to Kenny Kenny, like I said, you're one of the first people that I met when I first moved here. Hey, so I have a question for you. Yes, sir.
2: <clears throat> was the tour that when when Gary Ukra and John Hust and I, was that the first one?
3: Uh, the one that, that you went on?
2: It was me and John yes, Hust. Yes, that,
3: th- that was the fourth. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. That I, was, fourth I wasn't tour. aware of that. Yeah, okay. and, and now that, how many yeah, have I was, done? That was with uh, Mr. Jonathan Hust, Mr. Gary Ukra. Kenny James and myself. Right. And that was the only time that I've ever featured, including myself, three other artists.
2: Mm. How, how many times have I done it? Three times or two times? You've done
3: it twice. Twice, But okay. I'm hoping there'll be a third. Yeah. Yeah. No, that yeah. was fun. Yeah, Wes and I did it the last yes, time. Yes. That was great. Wes Williams. Uh, and so every year we try to bring up um, some amazing players, most of them here in the Prescott area. Very few from outside the Prescott area in the last 14 years. And honestly, it's because uh, we just have such tremendous talent around here.
2: Well, I remember that tour with John and Gary. And the thing that struck me and that most stands out from that thing, it still sticks in my mind that um, I knew John. And I had seen John play guitar at Dave Whitley's open mic at... at, um, Coyote Joe's and I'll never forget the first time I saw John because he did three or four songs and all three or four of them stuck in my head for like a week Mm -hmm. and I remember calling Dave Whitley and I was saying wow that guy's amazing and Dave was like oh yeah he's the real deal but I had never heard Gary sing before I went on that tour actually we did a radio show here in town before we went out on the
3: on the yeah, tour, kind of like uh, this. I think it was Sandy Moss.
2: Okay. I, I that was the first say, time I heard yeah. Gary sing. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like blown away. At, I was like, okay, these, John asked and you and uh, Gary, I like these great songwriters. So yeah, I had to go dust off some of my... <laughs> my original, I, I had to pull my game up a little bit for that one, but yeah, I, that the thing that really sticks in my mind was doing those shows with Gary and how unassuming and humble a guy he was, and just I would just sit there in awe of like what an amazing songwriter. And to this day, he's like not just in Prescott, but anywhere he's one of my favorite. And songs
3: Gary, writers. yes, we had him on the radio show here, uh, if not the last podcast, the podcast before that with Pat Berry and we talked a lot about how Gary approaches songwriting and it's completely different than, and that's what's great about every one of us as songwriters in the way we hold the guitar and the relationship we have with the guitar or the piano or lyrically or vocally. Mm. It's an adventure and all of us approach it a lot differently, but Gary uh, is definitely floats his own boat, you know. He's, he's going down <laughs> the river in his own stream of consciousness way that he doesn't think twice about what he puts when he puts a, a lyric down. That That's what it's supposed to be, even if it doesn't logically or sensically, the way that a lot of people you know want to rhyme,
2: you know. Right,
4: right. Yeah, so, I
2: yeah. learned a lot about songwriting just talking with Gary, um, yeah, me too, editing down things to its most simplistic form it really it had a big effect on me like you know getting my the I used to write a lot more poetic prose type lyrics and then after hearing some of Gary's songs where it's just like me and you talking now would end up in a lyric to one of Gary's songs just that really simple declarative English And so that was a real, it actually, it was fun because it took me in a whole new direction of songwriting. Hey, this is, this is how I would just talk to you,
3: Mm -hmm. you know? Right. Really straightforward, but also kind of allowing the subconscious to come through too without, without, without judging it or having to make it fit. Right. Necessarily. Liquor Store is a, is a great song of his. Yeah. Just exactly about that. And that's the one that he played. (laughs) And for, for those of you that have never heard of uh, Gary Ukra or Jonathan Hust, it's hard to find them out uh, on the mighty web. Uh, you'd really have to come but to the But Gary see them does play every Wednesday. Yes, here Mountain in Cage. Prescott, Arizona. And for those of you that uh, aren't familiar with Prescott, Arizona, we're about 5,800 feet up here in um, what would be the northwest of Arizona. And it's gorgeous, we've got lakes, we've got forests. Just an absolutely peaceful, tranquil, beautiful place that spurs people that want to find some peace and tranquility that have come here from all over the country to do so. And we end up getting a lot of tremendous songwriters like uh, Kenny James. Kenny is a great example of that just a wealth of history that he brings with him that Prescott has been a beneficiary of. Mm. And uh, so I would be remiss not... Let's let's just go with talking just a teeny bit about your history, only what you're comfortable with. Um, but I would be remiss not to touch upon a couple um, parts of your past. That well,
2: I grew up in San Francisco And, um, you know, mostly like, and you're from the Bay area, so, you know, I mean, you can't walk down the street without hearing music. And, um, I, I really started in the church. I was about four years old and, and my mom was kind of a hippie and, um, she took, she took me and my brother to church And um, I just remember hearing the power of the Hammond organ and the precision bass and the acoustic guitars coming off the stage, and I was pretty young, of course, but I remember that power. And so that's kind of what kind of got me into music. And when I picked up the guitar, it always seemed to kind of come easy to me. Of course, I started on piano, and um, I went to Catholic school, and the nuns used to beat the crap out of me. So I still have scars um, from that. And so to this day, I, st- I I like to play piano. And sometimes when I get stuck on the guitar, I'll, I'll go in, I'll sit. Um, we have a beautiful sanctuary at our church with a, a Steinway, and so I'll, I'll go in there when nobody's around and kind of plunk around on the piano. But... Um, so, anyways, I, I, my real vivid memory, the real thing that changed me was walking down. I think it was probably Hate, and um, you know how they have those beautiful houses there, and somebody was just blaring Sam Cooke <laughs> out of the window of the second story.
0: If you ever change your mind,
2: and I heard that, and I, it stopped me in my try. I mean, you hear these like cliches, like stopped in your tracks, it stopped me in my tracks, hearing Sam Cooke come out of the window like that. And I went right to the record store and got that album. And I must have listened to that Bring It On Home. I must have listened to that. Like, I just wore the grooves out on it, you know. Mm. And then, of course, you know, I got older and Peter Frampton came to town and, you know, the Les Paul and the blonde hair and all that. And I got kind of sucked into the whole rock star thing, like everybody else had Frampton Comes Alive and... Um, but I was about 15 years old and a friend of mine played, he actually was the guitarist. Um, uh, Gene, boy, I should remember his last name. In fact, I just saw him on Facebook. I can't think of his last name, but his friend of mine, Gene, a little bit older than me. And he played, um, guitar in John Lee Hooker's Coast to Coast Blues Band. And the sax player left, or probably OD'd or something. And Gene was one of those cats that could play anything. And Gene played sax, and he was amazing. And the hook, John Lee Hooker, was total old school in that his band opened the show. They would never have an opening act. His band opened the show well the sax player that left was the singer he could sing and nobody else really in the band could really sing and so gene said well i know this kid that can sing so i ended up doing a couple of tours with them but that made me realize at an early age that touring sucks and
4: sitting (laughs) on
2: a bus is like the worst thing ever and so um Right after that, I started working at Tiki Sound in um, San Jose. You can look it up. The Rocky soundtrack was recorded there. So I was getting coffee and cleaning the toilets and rolling up chords. And that's kind of became a real love of my life was recording. And I just fell in love with the whole thing. And so I've, I've worked in a, a bunch of recording studios around the Bay Area. And, um, but working at Tiki Sound you know, 16, 17 years old, running around getting coffee, seeing Bob Conti in there score Rocky, dun, 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 you know, all the horns and everything, wow. and, uh, and seeing some major recording artists come through that studio, which wasn't, it wasn't a top-flight studio, but it was just a nick down. So like a movie like Rocky that didn't have a big budget, it was the perfect kind of studio. And then, But we got some really good acts, a lot of, you know, bands you would know that came through Tiki Sound. And so I got to kind of see that whole process of recording and learning that. And then I went on to work from there to um, mostly a place called TRS in Sunnyvale, which you're familiar with Sunnyvale, the recording studio in Sunnyvale, where I met Kevin Gilbert, who was a genius. And so um, Kevin was younger than... than than me, but still kind of took all of us under his wing because we thought we knew what we were doing. And then one day Kevin walks in the studio and it was like, oh, we don't know anything. You know, it's like we thought, you know, we're all pretty seasoned recording guys. But the day Kevin showed up, we were humbled. He really knew what recording was. So I learned a lot. the first time I heard Toy Matinee. Right. Completely just lost my socks. Well, I was telling Johan the other day, I don't know if you've ever listened to that record, Thud. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's a really well known audiophile album, which is, you know, it's still people talk about that record on blogs. The other day I was on some recording blog and people are talking about Thud and Kevin Gilbert and what a genius he really was and he was an amazing guy and he was a funny guy and um, and just just I really miss him
3: it was oh, a lot God. of laughs yeah. yeah what a void yeah well you just recorded up, up up in the Bay Area
2: not too long ago we did and mm-hmm. I heard that was a nice studio That was an amazing... That's probably the nicest studio I've ever been in my life, and I've been in some nice... I was in music... I worked just for a few months at Music Annex, where Steely Dan recorded, and Music Annex is um, uh, just south of San Francisco, as well known as one of the... You know, they've got the, the Neve 8078 console, like, you know, one of the best consoles in the world, and... That place is amazing. I mean, how many gold and platinum albums came out of Music Annex? I don't know. I guess you could Google that, but a ton. And that was pretty much the nicest thing I'd ever seen. Um, You know, Hyde Street in San Francisco, a lot of hit records and stuff, but it was kind of a dump. And Sound City, which, you know, there's documentaries on. I'd been in there, I'd never worked in there, but I walked through the place and it was a total dump. And how many hit records came out of that place? We worked at a place called the 25th Street Studio in Oakland with John Cunaberti, who um, worked with the Dead Kennedys and worked with, um, most famously, and worked with Joe Satriani. And that was a humbling experience. It was really cool to go in there with, your songs and have a producer say okay this is how we're gonna do it and and you have to like relearn your song like on the spot yeah so but it was i the process was great the end product came out it's a really good album i like the album the vacation day, day. Yeah. yeah it's a good record from beginning to end but i think it was more just the whole process of doing that record and working with john was just an amazing experience it was it was just cool yeah yeah It's cool to go into a studio and not have to turn knobs, just be an artist. Right. You know, and then also be produced, not have to make those decisions, have somebody make them for you, you know? And so that's very freeing. And I know you've worked with big time producers too. So you know that feeling of where you're just the artist. And when you humble yourself and you just do kind of what they ask you to do and tell you to do, it's really.
3: Oh, it's so liberating. Right. It is. Yeah.
2: Where you can just perform
3: right and
2: and write and express yourself and you're thinking in your head this is not going to work and then in the end it works you know mm-hmm. their vision works you know right so. cuz we all unfortunately in in the business these days we all have to wear so
3: many hats you know you can't just be you know a soulful artist you also have to be a business person and know you know how to record and how to work equipment and how to be your own roadie and there's so many different parts of it to be successful to be the whole package booking booking (laughs) right (laughs) my my strange forte uh well great how about you play a song for us sure
2: this one's called you're the song
0: Morning shine I feel the fears just knowing that you're mine I get your mocha coffee and I take my time I don't care, I could go anywhere with you Beautiful day Down the trail and never mind the rain You race me to the car door and you call my name The sky begins to die through its blue And I still see Your smile after I me when I did dream You twist my arm to tell you what you mean to me I could never be quite sure where to start And so i let you know When I lace my shoes today when I'm coming home Behind the wheel I stare out right at the Russian road You're the song I'm singing in my heart When evening falls A rainbow on the windows and the walls You know how much I need you, you're my all You've got to be team before they I drove all night Went To see your face before the morning light I don't remember when I found my second side. Anywhere I just don't care when I'm with you And I still see your smile After I meet when I did If you twist my arm to tell you what you mean Never be quite sure where to start, and so I let you know when I lace my shoes today and when I'm coming on Behind the wheel, I stare out right at the Russian road, and you're the song I'm singing in my heart. And I still see your smile. Sure, where to start? And so i let you know when I lace my suit today. When I'm calling on behind the wheel, I stare out right at the rushing road. I know the song I'm singing in my heart. I know the song I'm singing in my heart.
3: beautiful and that's an example of the beauty within the simplicity of just playing the guitar and singing and feeling there's nothing Mm. quite
2: like it no
3: No. that's why I love the concept I love the fact that you guys did a a songwriter's uh, circle recently yeah we're planning another one too the birdcage with Don that stuff you know as far as Helen Coyote tour goes that's that's it for me. You know, that's, I wish I'd gotten to see um, John Hyatt and Lyle Lovett when they were here, just kind of passing it back and forth. That, that must have been amazing. Lyle yeah. Lovett's going to be around February 15th. Is he? Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Thank you, Kenny. Oh, sure. That was gorgeous. Johan. How you doing, man? Hello. So, we know you've been playing since you were five years old. <laughs> and was it forced upon you? Obviously, at at five years old, I don't, or was it something even then that kind of came really naturally to you?
4: And I mean, it wasn't. I I don't think anything really came naturally to me. But but it was. Uh, I remember being three years old. It's one of my earliest memories, being three years old. And I had a I think a, from Little House on the, pra- on the Prairie this little uh, toy violin that pa I I forget what the pa. You know the Laura Ingle Laura Ingalls Wilder thing. Anyways, I had a I had a toy fiddle and then at three I remember um we were driving on the road and I remember sitting in the back seat and saying, Um, I wanna play the violin and they didn't really trust me and so they waited two more years and um but signs. by five I was a reliable you know, I had kept kept up my desire to play the violin. And um yeah, and so they, they got me a Or actually, my grandparents bought me my first little tiny, um, like one eighth size violin, or something ridiculous like that. And um, yeah, and then I started playing classical, um, classical Suzuki method violin, learning by ear originally, and then learning how to read music and um and then he still has that tiny violin. He pulls it out from time to yeah. time. Yeah.
2: <laughs> there's a song there's a
4: song there somewhere. I couldn't let that one no. my tiny nice. violin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But <laughs> but no, I um and then I started playing fiddle music about 5 years into that and um a- and and I still enjoyed playing classical music and and whatnot, and then that was how I got on stage, started learning how to improvise. But then somewhere in there, I found the guitar, and it, you know, it's people were kind of bummed out when I became so enamored with the guitar, even though you know there's not as many violinists out there, but. Um, Anyways, I I started playing the uh, the acoustic guitar, and then my parents wouldn't let me have an electric guitar for a long time. And then finally, I convinced my dad. I got him alone. I separate. You have to s- separate your parents to do this, you know. <laughs> and um, yeah, and and I got a, it was a blue, ibanez of some sort up at up in Flagstaff, and um, and that was when I really started, um, getting into you know, playing in bands, starting rock playing in rock bands and stuff like that. And was then, the
3: reason why you wanted to pick up the guitar because of stuff that you were listening to at, at that time
4: y- um yeah and and just the cuz i you know i'd played my friends electric guitars and just there's a there's a feeling about that man especially when you're you know 10 11 12 years old like there's something so liberating about you know playing a loud electric guitar but no i also grew up listening to um a lot of a lot of old blues um my dad actually has met muddy waters and like muddy waters band stayed at his house in the in madison wisconsin in the late um late 60s early 70s and so i grew up you know um hearing a lot of blues a lot of rock and roll and Eric clapton Jimi hendrix that kind of stuff so yeah there was obviously the desire to to do that too so your dad was playing a lot of
3: great great blues records based yeah. rock and roll from oh yeah the 60s and
2: and the 70s yeah um, was Clapton your guy or did you have
4: a uh, guy? Clapton sort of became my guy. I didn't really have a guy. Like I sort of at that point I I loved music, but I didn't really I, I you know You know
2: the tune "Stepping Out on the Mayo and the Blues Right. Yeah. 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 That was it for me. Yeah. That I think
4: I me. think you sent me that before one yeah. time, yeah. way back when I think that was I think you showed that to me for the first oh, time. But okay. uh, but I don't know. Um yeah, so it was it was um you know, that kind of stuff, Beatles records, obviously, too, and, and I mean, a million other things. I'm just, you know, but that, that was.
3: So when you first picked it up, was it an acoustic or electric or both?
4: Um, I, my sister bought a classical guitar and, um, uh, and my older sister, and she was going to learn how to play guitar. She played piano and so did I at that time as well. I guess I left piano out of the whole thing, but, um, and, um, and I sort of stole it from her and started playing it, and then she gave up pretty quickly, actually, which is a bit of a sad story for her, I suppose, but it was it was a good story for me and so and then I bought an, an acoustic guitar soon after that and um, excellent, yeah. excellent um, so as now you're being influenced
3: and you're playing you're you're dabbling with the acoustic you 're dabbling with the electric was there a moment where you kind of found yourself within uh being all of these influences and like hey you know maybe this is
4: what johan sounds like yeah um i'm trying to think of i don't know if there's an exact moment but i do uh, i remember i had always wrote stories as a little kid um just since i was five years old somebody gave me this leather bound notebook and i would write i would make up stories like i don't know sort of c.s lewis like um mythological not mythological that sort of fantasy Um, and um, so I always liked stories and um, and literature and so I, I started writing songs actually when I was a really little kid but I but maybe 13 14 15 I started writing songs and actually you know that was where I found my especially 15 16 like and then playing those songs live that was where I was that's my happiest place right there is
3: is there a songwriter so the reason why I like the Helen Coyote tour concept or a a songwriter circle concept is because it's one voice one instrument one person Mm -hmm. playing and representing themselves especially when it's original music yeah was there was there a source that you drew from, it as far as songwriters go, or or did it just kind of sprout from you, from all of these these various in influences that you were that were part of your environment? Sounds like your dad was very much of a music enthusiast.
4: Yeah. Oh no, totally. It was. Um, it was. I think at first, for sure, it was just um, a product of just what I had grown up listening to. You know, everything that I wrote um and and the fact that the way that my dad ri- he's not a songwriter but he's he's sort of a he's a definitely a writer and a poet he um he taught english for many years but he's like a really cool creative writer so that's sort of like wanting to be have clever little turns on phrases and things like that that was sort of what i first started doing and then i don't know yeah i think it was more of just a product of 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 what I'd grown up listening to more than one specific a combination. Guy. Of yeah, everything. I mean Bob Dylan, obviously. Like it's an, another obvious answer, but um, I do remember being really struck by at about fourteen, fifteen, um, by the times they are changing and 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 uh, Highway sixty one revisited. Um, those two albums. Yeah, it's um, funny.
3: Recently, I've been thinking a lot about Bob Dylan as a man rather than uh, a musician. Uh, and just you know, some people have stories about him backstage and this and that. But you know, like I don't know, he what, seems what like an odd know? dude. I, I yeah, yeah, exactly. This. Just I mean, but having so much attention so early, and the way that his mind works, I'm sure that you know there was it's probably not easy being Bob Dylan. <laughs> no, I don't. Reason. I don't think it's, yeah. it seems almost impossible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, please let's let's hear what what came out. Um, all right. Let's I'm like, of of all of that musical influence and sound like a lot of positive support from from family.
4: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, speaking of family, I'm gonna do a. This is a song that references my father pretty quick. On um, this is called uh, Good Company.
5: Saying I should go to church instead. I haven't missed a Sunday since back when I was a baby. Yes, I walk the narrow pathway, but sometimes I turn my head. And don't we all? And I don't know that I will ever understand what love is or know what just enough is before it's way too much. And I don't know that Goldilocks has left me any porridge In this world of seven billion All I'm looking for is one Just the one If I can't have good luck Give me good company A couple friends and the road all come without warning when the afternoon arrives. But I can watch my blues away each and every night with that pink on the horizon as the sun escapes the sky. And so do I. And I've got things to do, and I've got mountains to be moving, but I always end up chewing up my nails and writing the songs. Life was made for living and roads were made for walking. So I'm glad that I've been given such a road to walk along. I'll love it till I'm gone. If I can't have good luck, give me good company. A couple friends and the road below my feet. And if I can't.
3: Wow, Johan, I want to hear a lot more of that. I want to hear a lot more of that. I want to hear a lot more of Johan and the Johan singing, Johan playing acoustic guitar, Johan writing. Yeah. you. Yeah, you're, uh, you've got a good start in this life, and um, I'm getting kind of goosebumps. <laughs> so please do keep it up and keep following your musical passion and wherever you think that might lead you, because I think the world will be... Um, a beneficiary of of the good vibes that you you put out there oh, so thanks, man. and it's your uh, and and were you born and raised here
4: yeah born and raised in prescott arizona
3: excellent so you are a true prescottonian that i am yeah. and you will represent us well as you head out in into this great world are you planning on doing some traveling if if possible just to get out there grabbing your, your, your guitar and hitting the road, I'd, I'd be more than happy to set up uh, some dates for you.
4: Yeah, no, thanks, man. No, I'm definitely, um, it's on the, some, some version of that is is on the horizon. I've done some, uh, some very brief stints with uh, different bands that I've been in, um, the most recent being Sh- with Sugar in the Mint, but also back in the day with um, Wes Williams, um, played played on the road a little bit. But yeah, I haven't really done my my own thing yet on the road so
2: well you have to do a Howling hodi tour with Jim is yeah well, I think it's I what he's getting segue and the I, the... I think that Kenny's gonna have to be on that
0: tour <laughs> yeah so, well you we have to get well then the we can man. we
2: can get us uh, if we go at the right time which you normally do we'll we'll have to drop in on the Bohemian Grove again and uh, play some yeah so
3: there's the summer, rock stars there yeah. the invitation is is official for Kenny James and Johan, Johan Glidden
4: I so <laughs> know blame him man
3: I know, Kenny, Kenny is the the sage like and uh, the touchstone. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, for a, a lot of folks. Uh, so, Johan, that, that was beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. So there's a question that I ask. We live in a different age right now, an age when Kenny couldn't necessarily walk into a record store and buy a 45 of Sam Cooke anymore. Uh, there's not too many of those around. We get a lot of music streamed. We get a lot of music services. Um, Kenny, what was your favorite radio station when you were growing up? And was there was there a DJ that you were really into when when you were growing up?
2: Well, and and you'll remember this. Uh, remember K Fog on Fridays mm-hmm. at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what song they played? Oh think, God! Think, if you think about this every Friday at four o'clock on K you you we, think that I actually still have memory. Yeah. Remember, they did. Yeah. a smoke two joints every Friday. Oh yes, that's o'clock. right. Every that's Friday right. at four wow. twenty. Oh my God! I got whiplash. I smoked two joints. Yeah, and then I, smoked then two more. I smoked two more. <laughs> yeah. Every Friday on K K Fog, and I can't remember that DJ, but he was really cool. Yeah, um, but my my favorite DJ was um, this guy King Rafi, and he worked at um, KSJS, which was San Jose State's. Radio station. He started there, and then he moved to what was the the hip station in San Francisco, KFJC, or the pu- the public radio station? No, the really hip, the hip one, the one that played all the uh, I, When I would... had
3: gotten there, I was attached to KFog mostly. Yeah, me yeah, too.
2: KFog, yeah. me KSJO. Yeah, yeah, but but my favorite memory of all time. Was the Sex Pistols on KSJO when I don't know if you remember? That, that. was the early '80s, yeah. yeah. When uh, or, or yeah, or even before that, when when they got KSJO in trouble with the FCC. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember like like hearing that and just thinking, they can't say that on the radio. <laughs> it was crazy for me. Yeah. It was Rodney on the
3: Rock. Which, oh right, Yeah, right, right, Rodney right. on the Rock. I, yeah. He claims that he broke them.
2: Uh, at the okay. Santa
3: Monica Civic. I was at that show.
2: And then the big AM station had Dr. Don... KFRC. KFRC. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. KFRC, Dr. Don, right? Yeah. m dung. Right. Oh, OK. dung in the afternoon. Right, right, right. So that is not
3: a musical angel that, that you hear, ladies but and, and that, gentlemen. But that, that is AM station,
2: they played great music back then, yeah, you know? Well, yeah. I remember hearing Marvin Gaye on that station all the time, you know? Uh, Oh, well, since I was a kid. Like, wait, wait, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, in the seventies and eighties. Okay. So yeah. yeah, yeah. But I remember, like, M- we used Mr. to go to the Circle Star Theater. Was bouncing around back then, and I s- use the name "bouncing" because <laughs> of my sister's influences. My sister and my brother and I, we would go to the Circle Star Theater all the time, and we'd be the only white people there. You know, we'd go in there to see Ray Charles. We'd go in there to see. Uh, Aretha Franklin we go in there to see Stevie Wonder we'd go you know when Stevie Wonder had played the Circle Star Theater he would play for yeah. two weeks when Earth Wind and Fire would come and play the Circle Star Theater they would play for a month and we used to just go and you know and like and I remember like looking around and I asked my sister was older than me and asking Karen you know it's like why are we the only white people here yeah. you know I was like,
1: I, I try and stay off the mic when Jim takes over uh, for Helen uh, Ted, but I was born and raised in Hayward is oh, okay. where I grew up uh, I'm 53 now, so I don't know where. Yeah, where about we... the same. Yeah. Uh, the very first concert. This is something I, I like. I'm I'm hijacking Jim. I'm sorry. One of the things I like asking musicians when I said, "What was the first concert you ever went to? What was the first live music for me?" Other than like at the county fair, you'd see somebody playing, or at a at a, a you know like a different community event type things. First real concert was at the Circle Star. You'd probably know better than me because I can't remember the year. It was either 75 or 76. Uh, it was Wars Galaxy Tour. Oh, wow. And uh, George Clinton opened for them. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not George Clinton, George Duke. Remember uh, uh, Dookie, the Dookie right. stick? <laughs> he was a Bay Area legend. But that was the Circle Star was a fantastic venue, oh, yeah. man. Tore down. It's rubble now. But yeah, K-Fog was my uh was my my go-to station. That was it. All right, I'm gonna G- but Jimmy's waving his fist at me. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna give it back. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first show you went to,
3: Jim? First show I ever went to was Chuck Mangione at the Greek. I was dun, 13, dun, I think. Yeah. Dun, dun. Ta-da, 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 ta-da. <laughs> and my Great sis- guitar solo. My sister one. took me to that one. Uh, the first real concert I went to was also at the Greek, and that was uh, Jeff Beck, Beck there Beck. Oh, nice.
2: and Beck, uh, with, I, with I and with Jan Hammer, Jan Hammer, and uh, Chick um, Mo
3: Foster and...
2: was um,
3: on the bass, and Simon Phillips was on the drums. Simon yeah. Little I saw Miles
2: Davis at the Greek Theater a couple wow. of times. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, and then we we cool. snuck into the Greek a, a couple of times, and we won't, I won't talk about that, but you know, <laughs> didn't have a lot of money.
4: Didn't, I think the didn't come of money limitations is uh is is out on that. I don't think they're gonna get you for not paying for your tickets. <laughs> All right, and and
3: um, you know, being born and raised in Prescott did you you probably didn't turn to the radio to for your your influences you were probably turning to other avenues of of where you were trying to absorb like like your dad
4: yeah i was although i definitely there was a stage where i really listened to the radio a lot i i used to for a while when i was younger i when you know you only listen to what your parents listen to and so i listened to the uh it used to be like a 60s oldie station. It kind of changed the 95.9. I used to listen to that, and I would even get up in the morning like a weirdo at like 3.34 4 in the morning and listen because I would call in and like win contact. I won something one time because I got half the fun. Yeah. I forget what song it was. Um, uh, it was some. I can't remember the name of the tune, but I, anyways, I called in and I got the question right and won some (laughs) DVD or something, but, um, but yeah. And then I, that was how I started, you know, I was was listening at like 11, 12, I was listening to kind of, you know, horrible pop radio too. And, and, um, you know, you, you go through all your different phases, but I don't, don't listen to too much radio now, but, um,
3: yeah, we have a great station here, 90.1. Out of Yuma, they they play some.
4: Is that the one that plays sort of like they'll play some new new music, but but it's not you know. They'll play local artists too. Oh
3: really? Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, you send them their stuff, I guarantee you they'll they'll put you on. Oh cool, yeah. And then they've got you know, uh, Undercurrents and all the NPR stations and. Right. Kenny James, 2019. um, what haven't you done is there anything that's left on
2: your bucket list musically oh right now I, I, in fact i was telling johan this morning um at church and we're working on a, a a christian record together and um and that's been like really really good for me right now to be kind of focused on that so um it just recording and working on that and uh, enjoying that and um We're putting together another one of those um, singer songwriter shows, hopefully coming up here in February, but it's too early to announce that we haven't got it all pinned down yet. But um, Johan and Don Cheek and I, you were at that show, we just Mm kind of like test drove that to see... How it would go. And um, yeah, that was crazy. That day, I remember it was about 2.45, and I was looking around the room, and there was like three people in the birdcage, and I was thinking, uh-oh. <laughs> and then right at 3 o'clock, it was full. Yep. It was sold out. Yeah. And it, and people stayed the entire day and listened to
0: like original hours, music.
2: Too. Four hours yeah, of original music. Yeah. And so I was really kind of, I, I don't know how Johan felt, but for for days after that i was so inspired i just started writing and and i was really kind of walking on air because i thought wow that was so cool it reminded me a lot of you know the howling coyote tour of like getting up in front of like these kind of virgin audiences that have never heard your songs before and winning them over and i forgot how cool that is and for as great as Prescott is uh, of a music town, we don't really have that type of venue here. Uh, We don't really have that singer-songwriter kind of venue. And um, just going out and playing covers in the bars is not my thing. And going out and hearing cover bands is not my thing. Nothing against any of them. I mean, I love them. I played with Don Cheek. I played in my own cover band. Um, I respect it. I understand it. But I'm sick of it. The (laughs) last thing I would want to do is go out to hear some cover band in a bar. Um, Now, if there was a venue in town where somebody was... You know, I know like Kalina plays around a lot, and she plays originals. And there's there's different singer songwriters around town. And I know that you've been trying to develop that type of thing, so that's encouraging. March but I wish there gardens. was a
4: venue that featured that. What's the date, March Beer Garden, uh, December uh, November twenty second? Yeah, Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's coming yeah. up this Friday. And right. you know, talk
3: about preaching to the choir. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, original music to me is what it's all about. You know, and the fact that that song came out of you, and you wrote it, and you're you're just you're rolling up your sleeves, and you're getting into it, and you're getting into yourself, and what what the possibilities are of the music that's going to come out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's exciting, and the music that's going to come out of you, and and that's ex-
2: that's way exciting. You know, I. Um, it was it was really cool. I mean, if I could just do one quick antidote. Uh, we were sitting there, and I think Johan might have been playing that song or it was another one, and he was he was between me and Don. And, you know, I've got my silly songs about, you know, my cat Fred and Kathleen, you have nice teeth, and, and some of these dumb songs. And I've written a couple ones that I think are pretty okay. And Don's written some, you know, great songs and some good songs, uh, Velvet Hammer, and um, Don's got, we were talking about the other night, he just writes these simple hooky songs yeah and i don't hear him and there's johan like feeling it and i look down and johan's dad sitting there and he's singing that song that he wrote for his dad and i love those types of songs i've written a song for my dad and my sister sister, right and and my daughter of course and i look back behind johan at dawn and we both look at each other i mean it was just just chills it's just so and i don't know that I never feel that at a cover show at a cover show. I'm always in the audience just saying, wow, I was in a cover band in high school and we did a way better than these guys. That's always <laughs> what I'm thinking in my head. You know, it's like, it's like, that's all I can think of, but, yeah. but sitting there listening to somebody like you just articulated somebody that it's coming right from their heart and right mm-hmm. from them and to be in a room when Johan's singing this song that he wrote for his dad and mm-hmm. his dad is sitting there, yeah. that was a really cool moment for for me. Yeah, the reason why I love original music so
3: much is because it's happening right there, right then, and it's coming from their soul and their heart and their mind, and it's not derivative. It might be influenced by, and I love to hear all the wonderful influences that come through all of us, that stream through through all of us from what we've absorbed over the years. But it's uh, you're getting something in that moment that maybe you can relate to or that speaks to you or that makes you feel like a human being again, instead of just being washed over by the same old songs over and over and over again.
0: Just a castle away. <laughs> nah.
3: All right, let's get Kenny to play another song. Let's get some more music going here. And then, Johan, I'm going to have you play another song. And then. Uh, oh, why think... don't you just have Johan play another one? All right,
4: yeah. Oh, okay. Since
3: he's all set up. There. All right.
4: Are you sure? We don't you're, no, the you're,
3: you're, you're, yeah. no, there are no rules. It's just right. All
4: right, which one? Um. <laughs> um <laughs> Would you guys like a uh, a sad song or a really sad song?
3: <laughs> <laughs> a really sad song. You want
4: the really sad one? <laughs> okay, um so I think this is one I actually wrote since our um uh since our our songwriter circle. Um and this is uh, sort of a a a prayer song, um, and it's called um, Giving Up on Heaven, and I hope you guys like it.
5: You came burning through here like a forest fire So damned and godless now You came cutting through my heart Like a holy dagger I think that blade is rusted out I got a mustard seed It's buried deep below And I've been wondering If you could make it Cause I'm one step from giving up on hell. Crazy
4: Thank you. So that was the really sad one. Sorry. Guys. <laughs>
3: that wasn't so sad. It was beautiful.
4: Thank you, Kenny.
3: Can I squeeze one more out of you? Sure. All right, like fresh squeeze, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything about juice running down a leg or anything right. like that. Come on.
4: That's, isn't that a Robert Johnson song <laughs> about that, man? <laughs> Play squeeze my lemon by robert johnson oh yeah
2: and robert planet has one about that too right oh yeah the juice running down his leg or something that's where i got it from
3: well let's just okay. end
4: on that yeah. actually <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway
3: kenny's about to play a very beautiful song right yeah,
4: Exactly.
3: <laughs> All right. that was my bad no introduction
0: Don't run away. Believe in yourself. Find a place to call your own. When you're afraid, ask me for help. Stand with you and you're alone. And when I see myself, someone else When I remember holding you If it were up to me I'd take my daughter's dream someone else when I remember holding you If it were up to me I'd take my daughter's dream Come on when I remember holding you if it were up to me I'd take my daughter's dream.
3: If you want to hear more of that, more of Kenny and his beauty and his magic and his soul and more of Johan and the rainbows and... and, uh, Fruit Loops and Fairy Tales. Fruit Loops and Fairy Tales. No... (laughs) That's all I bring to the table, man. I knew I shouldn't have taken that hit of acid before I did this. (laughs) And
2: let's not forget about Jim. And let's not forget about Jim, Jim Sobo and his songs.
3: (laughs) But honestly, um, if you want to hear more beautiful, acoustic, original music, come on down to Mark's this Friday. The 22nd of November Just before we break into Thanksgiving And all hell breaks loose Mm -hmm. For the holidays What time does that show start? That's from 6 to 9pm And we'll be inside So it'll be nice and warm and toasty What does it cost to get into this show? It is free, 90 free (laughs) There's no excuse now And I will buy If you've heard the podcast and you come up to me And say that I heard the podcast I will buy you a beer I just said that, yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, man, I, I, ex- I expect a free beer. Matt will be there. <laughs> so this was so much fun oh my god these are the favorite moments of my entire life i'm being genuine and sincere when i say that thank you so much kenny i know you're so busy i really appreciate and love you i will say that um and johan thank you so much i know we don't know each other very very well but i'm hoping after this next show that you'll see what a complete derelict that i am (laughs) (laughs) and want nothing to do with me ever again thank you
4: so much for having me but
3: uh you guys are officially invited on the tour Whenever you want um, Including this upcoming summer So you just let, let me know uh, For the winter tour We've got Jacqueline Rowe And we've oh, got cool. Mr. Awesome. Pat Berry That's going to be cool And um, it's already booked So go to www.HelenCoyoteTour.com Thank you Mr. Matt Santos Who makes this all happen at Mile High Radio I'm sorry, MileHighShow.com and, I can watch I uh, love you guys and i will we' we'll talk to you next month With this is jim sobo signing out
5: rising as the sun escapes the sky and so do I and now I've got things to do and I've got mountains to be moving but I always end up chewing up my nails and writing the songs but life was made for living roads were made for walking so I'm glad that I've been given such a road to walk along I'll love it till I'm gone if I can